0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. I often hear people say, 50% of my marketing is probably working. I just don't know which 50%. If you have heard that, regardless of what the percentage is, and you want to increase your hit rate, you need to be strategic about your marketing. And that's why I've invited... Laura Kinesh back to join me for another conversation about marketing. If you missed that first episode, you definitely want to go back and look for it in the feed as we talked about business planning. But today, we're specifically going to dive into strategic marketing. What you need to know about Laura is she's the owner of Mosaic Business Consulting. She's an experienced consultant, planner, strategist, and certified executive coach. She brings more than 30 years of professional experience. As a former and current CEO, she is clear about the big picture and the pieces that comprise a business, and she can determine where gaps are that could help your business grow. Laura, welcome back.
1: Wow, what quite the intro! Thank you, Lorraine. It's great to be back.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited. We had so much fun on that first conversation. And we just really ran out of time. And so I want to pick up on this topic, this idea of being strategic about marketing. When you're talking to clients about that, what do you want them to focus on to get strategic?
1: So a lot of my companies that I work with are service-based. And with that, coming up with their niche market is part one, right? And really honing in on it. And they're all afraid of, yeah, but I'll miss these other clients over here and I'll miss those other clients over there. And so what I talk about is more about an unveiling, a level of unveiling your marketing. And so that way they're not missing these other people. They're just not targeting them initially. And so I talk to them about well, let's try the first three months with this one and then the next three months with that one. And then, you know, so that way they get clear about the different markets and that they're going to need to have different language to reach those markets and different tones of voice to reach those markets. And so we talk through that in um, not only the business planning, but my other course, which talks about growing in uh, the business. But so it's really to me about, just not doing
0: everything at once. <laughs> you know, you have to give yourself permission because as a business owner, especially I think in the early days, there's this pressure to, well, but I can't, I can't not do that. And I can't say no to that. And, and, oh my God, yep. I've got to do all these things and you just burn yourself out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I did it all wrong. And so if I
0: I learned the hard way. I don't want people to have to go through what I went through. So as you are talking to clients about layering their marketing and starting with a segment and then moving on, do you have any suggestions for how they select their first market? Are there some rules of thumb that help them separate out the good from the great?
1: Yeah, so the biggest thing i tell them is who do you want to work with like who's going to be your favorite person that you want to replicate that same client over and over and over and for some people they don't have enough clients to really think about it in those terms but for other clients they do have enough clientele in their background or people they enjoyed working with that they know that they get along with. And I talk to them about the qualities of those people, because if they really know those people that they want to work with, then it's going to be easier to invite them to their circle. And that's what I encourage them to think about, that they're not having to fight for the people, but they need to invite And, you know, appreciate those people and include them in your circle. So then it becomes more of a relationship and a family or some sort of appreciation of one another. And it's a it's a working team of developing whatever they need to develop. And so, um, yeah, I always talk about it in terms of who do you want to work with (laughs) and and start chatting with those folks. So.
0: You know, we did an exercise uh, over the years when I was running an agency, and the exercise was if we could pick only three of our clients, that these were the only three companies we would work with, who would be on that list? And -hmm. it was always interesting because there were some clients that rose to the top of everybody's list, and then there were some that were favorites of one team or another. But then we would also turn it around and be like, okay, if we could fire a client, who do we fire? Mm. And that also opened up some conversations about, well, what made these people at the top of our list? And what is it about this? And then you can really have a conversation about, okay, how do we create marketing for this group and not that group?
1: Right, right well and and i think that that comes down to really understanding who you are as a person which to me is also part of marketing is people really need to explore who they are mm-hmm. and 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 if nothing else entrepreneurship makes you do that <laughs> it makes you understand what are your strengths what are your challenges and um and work on those challenges so that you can get to know better who you are and who you can then interact with most effectively who can, who can you do work work well with
0: yeah absolutely you know there are some products and services that are aren't necessarily as personality driven but i think you mentioned that you work with a lot of service companies and i know mm-hmm. i did as well and it does boil down to the service it does boil down to the person and can you guys get on the right page yeah so as you are doing this and you're picking your targets, beyond figuring out who you're going after, how does that decision taking a strategic approach affect the kind of marketing that you do?
1: Well, in particular with service-based industries, you are you are the product. <laughs> you know, you you <laughs> so if you have a course, that's a product, but in general, you are the product. And because of that, it's hard to distinguish yourself from the company with that said the people that you invite into your circle are going to be people that resonate with you and so when i'm talking about i'm not talking about demographics i'm i'm talking more about the psychographics the sociographics the um behaviors of Mm -hmm. these people if you love hiking then you want to invite people who hike into Mm -hmm. your circle, right? If you love to um, play tennis, then you want to invite people to play tennis, right? Because it's going to have a similar mindset. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're really trying to go after. And so the lingo that you would use for a hiker Mm -hmm. might be different from the lingo that you would use for a tennis person. And in that conversation that you're talking on social media or posting on social media or on your website or in email posts and things like that, it's got to have your tone of voice. And that voice will use the vernacular or the the phrasing of that thing that you like. Absolutely.
0: So if you like sewing, you're going to have a different group that you invite. Absolutely. And then does it also, depending on the group that you select, does it also influence the marketing tools that you use? Because there's so many choices for marketing. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think I always encourage people to, to pick one, maybe two channels initially. Don't go crazy. Just pick one or two. So if you're B2B, you should be using, you know, business to business. You should be focused on LinkedIn just because that is the channel for that particular item. If you're thinking that your age group is older um, and those are your t- that's your target market, then you're going to think about maybe Facebook as an option, as a social media tool. You're not going to think about Instagram. You're not going to be thinking about Twitter. You're not, you know, um, if you're in arts and crafts, maybe you think Pinterest, you mm-hmm. um, You know, if you're thinking under the age of 40, maybe you go after Instagram um, and folks who are on Instagram or even TikTok if they're younger than that, right? So definitely age has, you know, those demographics do play a role in that regard. But in general, the channels that you select really should be one, maybe two to start
0: with. And that's it. Don't go crazy. That makes such good sense. And it is so, so helpful to give yourself permission to say, I may do that in the future, but I'm not going to do that today. Laura, we have buzzed through another 10 minutes. It goes fast. It does. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Oh,
1: thanks so much for having me again. It's great to be with you, Lorraine. You're so easy to talk to.
0: Thank you. If you were intrigued by some of the things that Laura was talking about, if you'd like to learn more about what she does, be sure to check out Mosaic Business Consulting. There'll be a link in the show notes. And if you're looking for other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening